Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one at a time. And my friends, Jackie and Vanessa, are here. Hi, I'm Jackie Rodriguez. I am the Ultimate Friends fan. And I'm Vanessa Martinez, and I'm the newbie in the group. All right, so we're going to, we're on episode number 12, the one with the dozen lasagnas. It premiered on January 12th, 1995, with 24 million viewers. Uh, we're also going to be joined with uh, a very special guest, entertainment reporter Dana Devon, who covered the uh, cast back in the 90s. So she's got lots of great stories and uh, maybe even some uh, things she might not have, might not have, might should, should have not done. <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. Yes, Can't wait to hear that. But first, Jackie, give us an overview of this episode. So with the title, Monica makes a dozen lasagnas and she has to get rid of them. So she hands them out to people. Now, this is Rachel and Paolo break up because he made a pass at Phoebe. Chandler and Joey buy the foosball table and Ross finds out the sex of him and Carol's baby. Oh, a lot happens in this episode. Yeah. But I feel like really confused as to... The whole lasagna thing with the whole episode. Like, like, yeah, like I get it, you know, a dozen lasagnas, but I thought it would continue playing on throughout the entire episode. And I feel like it didn't. Well, yeah. I don't understand why she made 12 lasagnas to start with. Maybe well, that's the whole thing of a coincidental thing, like you said, of the 12th episode. But still, I feel like... It could have played on more. But it could have played on more. I think it's kind of smart the way they do things that they don't always explain everything. It's kind of like mm -hmm. a slice of life. Like we just jump in and Monica's made these things and for some reason she's got 12 lasagnas left over. Yeah. So. Well, she does, it does say that she's on the phone with her aunt when she, um, yeah, yeah she's a vegetarian or whatever. Yeah. And so what was she supposed to do with 12 lasagnas? And then she goes, her aunt says something dirty. She goes, you kiss Uncle Frank with that mouth? And she like says it in a New York accent. And I'm like, where'd that come from? <laughs> Very random. Yeah. yeah. But the main thing that happens, I think, in this episode was Rachel and Paolo break up. He's done so. The Italiano is outto. <laughs> mm -hmm. He just can't help himself. He yeah. He's, he's, he's hitting on her friends and it's not cool. He I had a full on pass. I mean, that was more than just hitting on. That was full on pass. Yeah. So a full on pass. He goes to get a massage from Phoebe and fills her up. Yeah. No yeah. way, no. Not cool. And and then I love how, like, Phoebe tells Rachel how she um, tells her about the cookies. Like, oh, these are the best cookies. And there's two things that I never lie, and my cookies are the best. <laughs> Have you ever had yeah. a, um, one of your girlfriend's boyfriends hit on you? No. Uh, I was a high school boyfriend. I was warned by a friend. Um, anyways, long story short, my husband is great. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, in high school, I don't, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> never happened to me and I will, it will never happen hopefully ever in my life with my gals. So, so what would you do if someone came, one of your girlfriends came and said your boyfriend or your husband Hit on them. Vanessa, you're married. Well, yeah, I mean, I would, I don't know, I guess I would be kind of shocked, like Rachel, like, uh, like it was what you're telling me is true. But then also, I feel like if a friend had that courage and, you know, 
this is what happened. You know, I'm putting our friendship on the line. Hopefully you believe me to be what's true mm-hmm. instead of let mm-hmm. one guy come, you know, around. Granted, if you're different, it's married. Um, I, I don't know what I would do. That That's, you know, I'd ask my husband about it, you know, be like, yeah. hey, did this happen? Oh, what did you do? Your husband's a good guy, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Rachel was really that surprised. After no, I don't think there's a difference between, like, if it's a husband or a boyfriend. And you yeah. know the kind of boyfriend that you're dating. Yeah. Like, he's a player, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a like mach- machismo lover boy, you know. So I think she knew that Phoebe was telling the truth, you know. So I think there's a difference between if it's your husband or if it's the boyfriend. So I would take it to heart, you know. With Phoebe, she's very, she's never like done anything malicious. She doesn't have a malicious bone in her body. So it's very um, genuine for her to tell Rachel, and she did the right thing. And Rachel did the right thing too. I mean, she even brought her, her milk. Like. <laughs> Phoebe was very thoughtful about how she was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Set it all up that I don't lie. I make the best oatmeal raisin cookies in the world. Yeah. Here they are. And so, and then I love the confirmation that when Rachel says these are the best cookies she'll see, I don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't lie. I also think that uh, I'm surprised there's not a friend's cookbook after this. That's true. I mean, with everything that Monica is cooking, you would. And then you got to have Phoebe's oatmeal raisin cookies, lasagna, mm-hmm. the, the lasagnas, you know, the grilled cheese and tomato soup. Yeah. Well, last year when they're celebrating the 25th anniversary, because last year there's so many articles about friends, so many celebrations for the anniversary that there's some websites that said, here are all the recipes from friends. So there's websites, but there's no cookbook. So that would be good. There's, There's websites to, you know, even later on, you know, when Rachel makes the cake for Thanksgiving in later seasons, it's like that, a layered cake. This little nose. I don't know, Vanessa, if you get all those references yet. (laughs) No, I don't. Sometimes some of the things you say, I'm like, okay, I haven't seen that yet, but I will know what it means when I get there. (laughs) So, yeah, this is just the first of many of the food stuff. (laughs) Another thing I thought was funny was how Chandler and Joey were shopping for a dining table, but they settled for a foosball table. (laughs) The iconic foosball table. Yes. It's premiere. <laughs> yeah, I think about that is when they were shopping, it hit me. I'm like, oh, this is where that this is the this is the one where they buy the foosball table. That could have been the title. <laughs> yes, it should have because that foosball table became so iconic right. in the rest of the series. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I mean, it goes to show how, like, you know, when you have your first apartment, living on your own for the first time, your furniture might not be exactly what it is. Four, for instance, instead of a dining table, they got a foosball table. So maybe they'll eat on it. I don't know. <laughs> They're going to eat over the kitchen. Uh, he said, oh, we'll eat over the kitchen sink. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they, you'll see throughout the series, Vanessa, sometimes you'll see them put plates on top of the foosball table, like balancing them on there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Do they put chairs around the foosball table too? No, no. It's just kind of like there while while things are happening so and I like how you know Monica again she's so competitive and she's very like type A she goes in and she beats all of them (laughs) it's like it's 2 a.m and we're they're playing foosball and she's just like score shut down and they're all shut out (laughs) for for question for both of you when you guys got your first place did you have any furniture that was kind of out of place or like unnecessary in a way um 
I remember my my table was from a garage sale that my mom found. <laughs> and it was circular. And it was, yeah, I mean, we all kind of decorated. Me and Cassie kind of decorated it, like, to kind of go together, kind of decided. I mean, I had a futon, too. <laughs> Jason? I don't think I had anything really that kind of just odd like that, but it was it was definitely a collection of like some things I brought from my parents' house, mm -hmm. some things they found here. The this is I, I was living in Memphis, and there was a when right when casinos started opening in Mississippi, we went to the casino and I won four hundred dollars in a slot machine. And I bought a sofa for that, and I was so excited. Wow. Was like, nice. <laughs> That's cool. It is like a collection of things that you just find at random places. <laughs> yeah. So when we first bought our house, Grand Frank House is not cheap. Um, we didn't have any furniture. We were starting, you know, brand new. Um, so we had my husband. The first thing he wanted to buy was the TV. So that was the only thing we had in the house, <laughs> and we had nowhere to sit. So. We were like, hey, how are we going to make this work? So we grabbed in some lawn chairs from the backyard and put them in the living room. So those were the temporary, that was a temporary living area situation with the TV and the lawn chairs. In That's the house. awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> Did it right. Yeah. yeah. And I like the conversation between Chandler and um, Joey when it breaks and then they're like, should we get it together? Are we there yet? You know? <laughs> What if we move out? What if you move out? And then Joey goes, "What? What are you? Are you going to move out of me? Are you going to leave me? Are you Essentially, are you going to break up with me?" Yeah. I wonder who would keep the foosball table. Is that addressed in later episodes? Yes, it is. Oh, it's addressed. It's addressed in the series finale. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You'll have to wait, Vanessa. <laughs> okay. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, the one with a dozen lasagnas. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we are back talking about the 12th episode, the one with the dozen lasagnas. The 12th episode, dozen, the dozen, you know, number dozen. Uh, this was a big pivotal episode in two ways. You find out the gender of Ross's baby and Rachel and Paolo break up. This is a big episode for, for Ross, right? Yeah, this is a huge episode for him. But when he goes in to find out the sex of the baby, um, he goes and visits Carol and Susan, and they know, and they agree. Like, is it what we thought it was? Or it is? And then they go, yes. And then he's like, no, I don't want to know. But then he gets tempted throughout the episode. Well, he wants to know because they know. And then he feels like you know, he's having a FOMO moment. Yeah, he's totally having a FOMO moment. And I like how throughout the episode, they're, everybody knows. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. I know, too. <laughs> he doesn't want to know. I, I think it's really sweet that he doesn't want to know. Yeah, I feel like that's the one thing in life that, your surprise can't really be ruined unless if the nurse would ruin the surprise for you. Would you guys want to know? I don't 
Mm-hmm. For sure. I don't think, I don't think so. I mean, um, my mom didn't, my mom said she didn't know what she was having. She said, no, she's like, usually, you know, when you have a baby, all they really need is just diapers and whatever clothes that they're going to wear. They don't really need like the pink nursery or the blue nursery. If anything, they're sleeping with you for the first few right. months and then you can get everything ready. My mom said she wanted the excitement to build and surprise, you know, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> I've had friends who recently had um, babies and some of them, uh, one of them didn't know and she's like her her thing was well in life you don't get many surprises so she wants to keep this a surprise and the way that she decorated the nurseries um is is giraffes and animals and and kind of just like um not pink or blue yeah not pink or blue but personally being the type a person i am i would like to know (laughs) monica (laughs) totally and this is big for Ross as well because Paolo and Rachel break up. So is Ross going to be able to swoop in? Is it too early? What do you guys think? <laughs> when you want someone, you've got to go for it. Just take your chances and, you know, swoop right in. If she's, you know, hurting, then he could come for her like he was trying to do. <laughs> he was. It was so sweet. But I love how Rachel is like, I'm giving up on men. <laughs> is it to him? Yeah. He's a very delicate man. You have to tread lightly. <laughs> friend zone. It is bad. Yeah, he's so far into the friend zone. He doesn't. It was Chandler say you're so or Joey, you're so far into the friend zone. You don't even know where the line is. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Ross just loses. He's just like he's all excited for he's consoling her like the Chandler and Joey convince him you got to swoop in you got to do it and I love how she just shoots it down and because that's true after a bad breakup you just feel like depleted and sort of just dumb because he hit on her friend so he's like she's she just feels discouraged and she she just needed a break and I think it's cool that they did that because that's more realistic you know you don't I'm not the type of person to go straight from relationship to relationship, you know? Well, so. Russ is not going to be the rebound guy anyway. Even if she did get a rebound guy, it's not going to be him. Exactly, exactly. So, I thought it was interesting, you know, you know, the exteriors, they went to New York and shot all those exteriors. Mm-hmm. But for this one, they had to go send a crew and shoot specifically because the, you see the clothes falling down. Rachel yes. got the clothes out of the window. Yes, I thought that was good too. I had to redo that, yeah. Wow. In the detail. Did you guys also notice at the beginning of the episode how they were in Central Park kind of uh, singing a song all together? Yes. Uh, that song that they're singing at the beginning of the episode is actually the main theme of the TV series The Odd Couple. And Matthew Perry starred in the 2015 revival. Oh, oh, there you go. I did not know that was the. I, I, I listened to it and I'm like, what is this? I feel like I know this song, but it, it's not. It, it was, uh, I didn't know that. The Odd Couple. It's a. Uh, yeah, maybe that song got Matthew Perry the role. Later <laughs> it all comes full circle in the entertainment industry, it seems like. They all have connections to something or somewhere. But um, I didn't know that song either. And I never watched The Odd Couple, but until I looked it up and I was, and then I recognized it. You know, it's like one of those recognizable themes at first, but then you put it together. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so then Ralph was starting another one. What was the next song he was starting? I dream of Jeannie. 
Oh, right. yeah. That one I didn't recognize. Yeah. yeah. My mom used to love that show. And she'd be like, look, I like the show. Watch it with me. <laughs> They're like, no, no, just watch. <laughs> Again, homage to classic iconic TV shows. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And this is also the first time I noticed, because I always like to look in the pantry that Monica has and and Rachel, and I always notice there's always stuff in there, what kind of food they have. And this, this is, I feel like, the first time I noticed that Monica's pantry was semi-clean with all the plates nicely stacked and all the cuts nicely stacked. Um, so that was just one thing I noticed, because I always like to look for what kind of food she has in her kitchen. Because she's uh, a chef. <laughs> yeah. That open pantry style must have been very popular in the in the 90s because even in carol and susan's apartment theirs is open too like that but i feel like it's coming back so i've been watching a lot of hdtv and i'm seeing a lot of that style come back do you like that i don't know see that's the thing i it would have to be very clean and i don't know if i would no with glass doors nope nope no, nope, those cabinets are made to hide things. You know? <laughs> yeah. I would not like, because then it's just, you know, when you start having kids and a busy life, you're not going to have time to keep the plates in order, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I, and I like the cleanliness of just straight cabinets. I, would, I wouldn't do an open pantry like Monica or Carol and Susan. I wouldn't do that. One thing that I thought was interesting was how Phoebe just randomly had the, th the thermal of milk in her bag with her. Like, I'm wondering, what else does she have in her bag? Did she bring the milk just because of the cookies or does she always carry the milk with her? Okay, so that idea I you will see in later episodes is um, she just always has random stuff. There is a scene, I forget which season, but she has random, she's pulling out, somebody asks for gum and she pulls out random things out of her purse. And so I think that's like a going gag maybe, you know, that the random thermos in her bag <laughs> that's is funny like, is it like mary poppins magic carpet yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like one of those um one of those skits uh she pulled i think she pulls out a goldfish so oh <laughs> that's but that's later on so i love phoebe she's just the way she always has a way to bring the conversations and console people in such a gentle, beautiful way. And that's what her soul is. She's just the gentle, beautiful soul to to add to the group of friends. Getting through the hard, difficult conversations, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Favorite lines? Mine was during um, when Paulo and Rachel um, broke up. And it was after Phoebe tells her about the past. And then he goes... He's a big, disgusting pig man, but he was my pig man. How did I not see this? And that's so true because when you're in it, you don't see it. Like when you're in the relationship, you don't see what other people are saying about the, your relationship or, or, or seeing something that you don't see. So it's kind of like when you have blinders on, especially with a guy like Paolo, because he's a Mr. Loverboy. <laughs> Wait, let's talk about that breakup scene really quickly. How many times do you guys think they had to redo that shot with them throwing the clothes over the back? I, <laughs> I don't know. So I've been, so when I went to New York City, and um, I've been to that building and, and taken a picture outside of it. And it's, it's, it's really like, it's really big. I mean, it looks not as big on TV, but when you go to it, you just look up and you see it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I don't know how many shots they did of that. And do you think, would would you do that if, you know, you broke up with your boyfriend and it was, you know, very dramatic? 
No, I, I, my thing, my thing, when I argue and I break up, I give silence. <laughs> well, I think it was testament to their relationship. It was very fiery. Yes. Good and bad. I'm sure they had epic romance and they also had epic fights. Well, mm-hmm. Rachel references the passion in her romance with oh. Balo, um in later episodes when she gets together with Ross. And so- I'm with Ross, though. I'm, I'm glad Rigatoni's gone. Yeah. <laughs> or is he? Or is he? I don't want him to come back. <laughs> yeah. Well, hmm, something that's uh, happening later. So you well, but- if so, Phoebe's going to have to make some more oatmeal raisin cookies. That's yeah. for sure. For sure. <laughs> but I mean, my favorite line would have to be um, when Phoebe is talking about the oatmeal raisin cookies, classic Phoebe, where she says, I don't make them a lot. I don't think it's fair for the other cookies. I thought that was just so Phoebe and so funny. So that's, that's my favorite line, too. <laughs> she was prepared real for everything in her life. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we have a very special guest, uh, entertainment reporter Dana Devon, who when friends was on she was at extra and has lots of inside stories inside scoop and maybe um she may have snuck into one of the friends houses i can't wait to hear about it hear all about that all right this episode is brought to you by philo do you love tv do you love saving money then philo is your solution Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. All right, we're back. We've been discussing uh, episode number 12, the one with, uh, with a dozen lasagnas. Funny episode, many food references, and we are joined. We have a very special guest today, entertainment reporter Dana Devon. Woo-hoo, welcome. Hi. You're now one of our friends. You were one of our friends before. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. I love friends. I love talking about friends. I, I've been talking about friends with Jackie. Jackie, you manifested yes. this, by the way. I, you made this happen. You just yeah. put this in the universe and it happened. I'm getting angry. I know. It's weird, so, right? Dana, you covered all of the friends back in the heyday, you know, back in the, when it was, you know, 30 million people were watching every week. Well, well I guess explain to the, the children here uh, <laughs> what it was like and what that kind of friends mania was like back in the, in the, in the, in the nineties. Oh my God. That's such a good question. So I worked for the TV show extra for 10 years and it was in the heyday of friends. Like we were all still trying to do the Jennifer Aniston haircut, you know, with all the different brushes going all the different ways, whatever. And I mean, they were the, they were the A-list of Hollywood. I mean, you couldn't touch them. Like it, it was almost impossible to get an interview with them. But over the years, I actually had an interview with all of them and even broke into one's house. But I'll get to that later. But um, my favorite of all time was actually um, Jennifer Aniston had a movie coming out and I can't remember which movie it was, but she was with Brad Pitt. And so we were all standing there and um, she was doing press and Brad Pitt was standing there. And so we called him over 
And he came over and I mean, we were all just like, st- and by the way, we did this for a living and he came over, we were so stunned and he was so polite. He didn't want to do media because he didn't want to take away from her big moment. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool of him. But then she came over, you guys, and I, I, I actually haven't had this very often, but I almost couldn't talk because she's so stunning in person. Like, so I got really close to her because I always, for some reason, wanted to smell her. I know that's weird. Like, I always thought she'd probably smell like the sun. And so I got really, really weirdly close to her. And then I got really close and I, cause I wanted to see her skin and she doesn't have any pores. Cause I was really thinking about if she had pores and her eyes are so blue and she doesn't hardly wear any makeup and her skin is perfect. And I just like, I can't even tell you how much I love her. Like I love her so much, so much. You know, the, um, she did the, the most beautiful cover of people mm-hmm. and, um, they actually, we rent our house out for filming and that was actually in my house. So I kept trying to get to her. And the security would see me coming from like a mile away and they would like block her. Wait, so she was in your house doing a photo shoot and you couldn't get to her? No, they wouldn't let me get to her. I was here and they weren't having it. They weren't having it. And by the way, they wouldn't tell me it was her because they knew kind of what I do for a living and they knew I would be doing exactly what I'm doing right now. So, but she's stunning in person, even more stunning, I think, than she is um, in, in, on TV. And that's hard to do. Did she smell like the sun? She smelled clean and yummy. <laughs> she didn't smell like the sun. She smelled like 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 a breeze through a Hawaiian garden. Oh my god! Oh wow! Like yeah. a <laughs> she has skin that looks like if you touched it, it would be warm. You know what I mean? Like like you know when you lay out in the sun and then you touch her skin and it's warm. She is lit from within. I I just I am absolutely I adore her. I adore I'd her. imagine it'd be like soft and dewy and just perfect. <laughs> it's like. It's almost like a dolphin. It just would slide off like a oh dolphin. Oh my god! Yes. Well moisturized. <laughs> I love her so much. I feel like and correct me on this if I'm wrong. But do you remember when celebrities started doing um, Botox, like on the armpits for red carpets, to so they wouldn't sweat on their dress? I feel like she was like the first to do that, or the first to admit to doing that. Is that right? You know, I don't remember that, but she she has been really open about stuff. It's funny because I think um, she's also kind of um, gotten this mystique around her where she doesn't do a lot of media. But when she does do media, she's incredibly frank and honest. Like when she was at my house, they did an interview with her. And one of the things she admitted to loving was like um, plastic surgery, but more along the lines of lasers and things like that. So she's really open and honest. She just doesn't do a whole lot when she does it. But. I, I think she is a friend to the needle. I think she's a friend to the laser, and but I think she looks better than than anyone out there. Yeah, and she to your point too. She doesn't glam up. She's pretty natural, even when she's on the red carpet at you know the Emmys or, or whatever, right? Well, even her style, you guys. She will go on like Ellen, and she'll wear like a white tank and ripped up jeans, and like. Not, I mean, she just refi- she's just refined elegance and style all in one package. When she's on the so a stylist told me one time that, that everything they love about Jennifer Aniston is when she shows up on the red carpet, you kind of know what she's going to look like. She's really honed her look over the years. And it's it's like architectural style, simple, elegant, always kind of the same thing, but always a little bit different. I mean, she just kills it. It's effortless. Very it's effortless. effortless is a yeah. great word. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hair, I think if everything. that were me, I, it would take me like three hours to get ready just for that. Look. <laughs> look effortless. It's, effortless. It's, it's hard work to look effortless. It does, <laughs> and she does it perfectly. 
She really does. She really is. I just, I, I can't say enough about her. She's one of my favorite actresses ever. Yeah. She's also very funny, you guys. Did you know that she was, um, right before she got the job at Friends, she was like in the finals or they offered her a job for SNL. So she, and I think she either chose between SNL or something happened, but she was like on the, that short list for a job at SNL right when she got Friends. She clearly chose well because <laughs> look what's happened. But she's actually so funny. She's got a very like dry wit to her. And she's hilarious, which is another reason I like her. Ask questions. Ask Dana, what what do, you, what do you always want to know about them? I want to know Ross Schwimmer and uh, Ross Schwimmer. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. David Schwimmer, this story that you have of, of bringing it to their house, like, or not breaking in, but maybe you snuck in during an opening. I might have looked in some drawers. Oh, I my gosh. Okay, <laughs> we'll get to the drawers in a bit. Okay, so... um. So I, uh, I have this friend that's in, in real estate. And um, so I pretend like I'm interested in these houses that come up for sale. And she takes me in hoping that, that I might like buy that house, which I, I have no money, so I can't buy the house. But um, we will go in these houses and I've been in, um, oh, wait, 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 Jason, we were just talking about his name. I always blank on his John name. Hayes, you said, yeah. Well, what did I say? Sean Hayes from- Oh yeah, uh, I've been in Sean Hayes' house. I've been in David Schwimmer's house. I've been in, there's some other houses too. Oh, I was in Antonio Banderas and Melanie Griffith's house, all pretending like I wanted to buy these, by the way, just for the sole purpose of getting in there and being weird. So I, I got into David Schwimmer's house and it's stunning, by the way. It's in like Hancock Park and it's behind these big bushes. And I went in and I mean, I saw his theater. I saw his kitchen. I pretended to use the bathroom and I went through his pill bottles. I mean, I looked in his drawers and I saw his pictures. I mean, he has a great house. He has an amazing oh, theater. He has a guest house that would be like a perfect house for anybody else. He has a huge driveway. He, but yet in a weird way, it was very like um, subdued. Even though it's a huge house, it wasn't really flashy. There weren't like a ton of like cars there. And um, and I, I just, I kind of liked him even more just from what I saw. Was oh, it recently God. that you went into his house? No, this is probably a few years ago. Um, he moved away from... Hancock Park. I think he did felt like he wasn't getting enough security because he had bushes, but like it was still you can kind of get to the house from the street. And most celebrities have now moved to where there's some kind of a guarded enclave or like a restricted entry or like that's why I think a lot of celebs are moving out to Calabasas and Woodland Hills because it's not just a free for all where you can walk off the street and get into their house. I mean, Jennifer Aniston had an issue with that in Malibu. People were walking up to her beach house. So I think it's they're they are such icons. They've got to be dealing with that all the time. What was in drawer number one? Um, <laughs> socks, and he had white, and he had navy. He had actually really cool socks. He had but tons of socks. Like was it color coordinated, organized? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I, you know what? I felt like I shouldn't steal. I felt like that's probably the not the. That's probably a line. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was very tempted. My husband was like, stop it, Dina. Stop, stop, stop it, stop. Like, horrified, horrified. Oh, but my God. I know. I've done it to a lot of people. I do it all the time. That's a fun hobby because my husband and I just, sometimes we drive around and kind of pretend yes. we live in a ritzy part of town. But you're right. on a whole nother level. You're actually <laughs> in those homes. Everyone's life is more interesting than mine. Like, if we go to dinner, I'm always eavesdropping on everybody else. I make my husband shut up so I can oh listen to other people's conversations. So you never way. want to be you never want to be at dinner with me because I just make you be quiet so I can listen to them. <laughs> you know who bought the house? David Schwimmer's house? Who lives you know, there now? I don't actually know who bought the house. Mm. Once I was done with it, I was done with it. Like I yeah. was like I moved on. But it's we, a great house. Will you take us over there? 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's so nice. It's such a great house. You can look it up, by the way. Like all these, you can kind of Google and see because there's like house tours online. So you can see what I saw. So who was the nicest of the six friends you interviewed? I definitely, obviously love Jennifer Aniston. You know, I actually did a show. Okay, when Joey went off and did Joey, the show, yeah. I was actually, I, they, I was actually a, a, played a reporter on his show. And oh. um, the thing I love about Joey is Joey is Joey. That's who he is. Like, there was no casting involved. There was no acting involved. That's really who he, exactly who he is. <laughs> And I remember I was so shocked because by then he had kind of gotten like grayer hair. Mm-hmm. And I remember because, you know, he will live. All of them will live forever in that, that time, capsule. time capsule. Yeah. And and so when I saw him in real life and I saw him with like grayer hair, it just it took me a second. And I in some ways I do feel sorry for them because I so wanted him to be Joey, like full on Joey. Mm-hmm. And I bet they just get that all the time. And he was you know, he was slightly different in his in his other role. I mean, he was still Joey, but. Mm-hmm. Um, he was great. Actually, there was a reporter there that was sitting next to me that had a really, really long line and kept messing it up and messing it up and messing it up. And he was actually so cool to her and, and just was like, Hey, we got all day. Don't worry about it. Just take a deep breath, do it. And getting to see how nice he was. And like, uh, you know, he's not a diva from what I saw. He was really cool. That was fun. Did you, did you ever encounter any divas like out of, out, out of the six of them or no? Of the friends? God, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I really don't think good. so. Um, I, I really think they're very, I, th- I think they were cast well because most of them are mm-hmm. pretty similar to their character. Like Phoebe, when I met Phoebe, um, she, she, you just want to go, like I literally wanted to ask her if she wanted to go have a glass of wine and just mm-hmm. hang out and talk about her stretch marks or like, you know, just talk about girl <laughs> stuff or braid each other's hair. or Like she's just so puts off that vibe of non-judgmental, like friendly, like open, uh, you just want to hang with her. You just want to be with her, you know? And um, Monica, I call her Monica. Um, Me too. Courtney, <laughs> Courtney, Courtney, so actually, so Courtney, I met her. Courtney, she had come out and she had said she got Botox. Do you remember that? She was kind of like, mm-hmm. this yeah. kid, gloves were starting to kind of admit. And it, I was really proud of her because back in the day, I'm married to a plastic surgeon, so I kind of followed these. Back in the day, um, all the celebrities would go, I tried Botox, but I hated it. I tried Botox, but I did it with headaches. Or I, she owned it. She was like, I've, I've done Botox. So, and this is when I realized one of the things I realized how hard it is to be a star because I was in a, on a red carpet. And so there were lines of people. And so I heard the first person ask her about it. And then the second person asked her about it. And then the third person asked her about it. So, and I kind of felt sorry for her because once you open up to that, it's like you can't get away from it. That's all they wanted to talk about. So by the time she got to me, the publicist was like, don't ask her about Botox. And I go, you, you're crazy because I can't let everybody else get that bite and I can't mm-hmm. ask her about it now. But she was actually really cool. And then, and then she did kind of back away from it a little bit, but I was really proud of her for owning up to it because t- trust me, everyone is doing it. Oh, everyone right. is doing it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm proud of them when they say, when they own up to it and like, here's what I'm doing. Big deal. Yeah. You talked about the the casting of the show and, and how it was. And, it, and I think that is the reason it lasted for 10 years and they all stayed on the, on the show for so long and no one ever left anything because of that casting. Mm-hmm. But there has always been a little bit of controversy over it, that it was six white people. I mean, I remember oh, yeah. when it was first mm-hmm. come out, I, I had a friend and she goes, you're mean to tell me they live in New York city and they don't know any black people. <laughs> It's true. It's true. And that was a topic today on the show. Um, Marta Kaufman, the co-creator, had said she wishes she had been 
more uh, more aware of that, more um, inclusivity minded, more equal mm -hmm. opportunity minded. And then Aisha Taylor, uh, Tyler, Aisha Tyler, who played Dr. Wheeler, I think it was. Yeah, she played Charlie Ross's girlfriend in season yes. nine and nine and ten, I believe it was. Yes, nine and ten. So she came out. She was like, uh, she knew. I, I do actually have to say she knew because mm -hmm. everybody was was making a real effort back in the day to bring in. There were so many shows that I auditioned for or um, things that and, and they were like, well, we'd like you. But, you know, so um, I think everybody was making an effort back then. Mm -hmm. Maybe as Friends went on, it was becoming more and more and more of a focus. And maybe when they were casting, you know, whatever. But I, I think I think it was definitely an issue back then. I mean, Jason, you've been in management for 10 years. You know it's been an issue for, you know, a long time. It's important to reflect. It's important not to hire people who reflect us. It's important to fire, hire people who reflect the community. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, they missed an opportunity. That doesn't take away from the show. And obviously it is, you know, it appeals to people who aren't just in that demographic. I mean, my two biggest Friends fans are uh, Jackie Rodriguez and Vanessa yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are no Latinos on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew that too when watching it growing growing up or whatever, you know, like on TV, it was on while my sister was watching. But also when I was binging it in the early 2000s, I was aware. I was aware that there was nobody there yeah. that reflected me or anything, you know. So um, I, I think it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't take away my love for the show. But I do wish that it could have showed some more diversity, of course. Yeah, yeah. and we all learn from this and we all do mm -hmm. you know to to paraphrase my angela you know when you know better do better yeah mm -hmm. so. and i think and i think they probably will for sure but i was actually proud of um and i like to call them by their show names i don't even like to call these like i like to call but i think congratulations to phoebe for kind of bringing that up because it was a topic mm -hmm. a lot of people had talked about for a long time but nobody from the show had actually addressed it and so it's kind of nice to know that they were, in fact, aware of it. I think that was good of her to do. Yeah, she owned up to it. She knew. She absolutely yeah. did. Mm -hmm. um, I actually met uh, Matthew Perry also. And um, okay, Matthew Perry, first of all, um, if you, like, which dude was your dude? Like, if you had to pick a guy, which would be I would pick Chandler. Okay, see, I would have, too. I would have picked Chandler. Monica, you're Monica. Monica. Yeah. <laughs> so Who Chandler's my guy. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe Ross. Really? I mean, I think I had a little crush on Ross. I have to admit. Yeah, Aww. he's. I, I, everyone loved Ross for sure. Um, Chandler's my guy because, like, I remember when I was in college, people would be like, "You, oh, you don't date the best looking guys. The guys, and I think Chandler's, by the way, super good looking. So I'm not talking yeah. about that. But yeah. I love guys that can make me laugh, laugh, and I love his delivery. I think it's sexy. I think he's funny, mm -hmm. and he's just like that. Again, I think he was cast because he's just like Chandler. He was, for some reason, he was wearing shorts when we sat down. And I said something like, what, you're wearing shorts? He goes, and he was like, because I have a dancer's legs. Oh. And he was like, doing this whole, I have a dancer's legs. And I was like, what? And he, but he kept saying it, and it stuck with me. So now if somebody ever says something like, are you in shorts? I go, I always say, I have a dancer's legs. I don't know. Like, he was so funny and sexy. He reminds me yeah. of, like, a college, like a college frat boy. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I mean, you're kind of you have some Chandler because it's qualities, I think, Dana, because it's yeah. very physical yeah. and you know the way he displays himself. So that's that makes sense. I love yeah. it so much. Well, they were saying too. I think Jackie might have brought it up in a, a previous episode that we were discussing that they the writers would use use him in the writers' room so that they could help come up with jokes. 
Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He would, he would, the way he delivers it, the sing song, you know, that was very Matthew Perry, but they also like wrote to him, you know? Oh, so. that is so, I did not know that, but it really makes sense. I mean, he is that, mm. and he's, again, His you know, all these, the reason that they're so successful is because A, we all felt like we knew someone that was kind of like them. Mm. They were so relatable and comfortable. You just felt comfortable when you were with them. You know, you didn't feel on edge. You didn't feel like nervous or, you know, it was such a feel good show, but also they were so talented at what they do. They could have done it for like, they all could have really been on SNL. They all could have been characters. All of them mm. have like, like really fantastic comedic chops. Like when you watch it, their timing is so impeccable. It makes mm -hmm. it, just it's flawless. I mean, what yeah. you, I, I think it's surprising that they all stayed for the whole time too. I mean, what do you think? Is it somebody didn't try to go off and try to have a movie career and, and leave the show? A hundred percent, I agree with you. You know, uh, Mark McGrath used to be my co-host, and he was the the lead singer of Sugar Ray. Right. And I remember when there were some rumors that Maroon Five was going to split up, and I go, "Why would they split up? You know, they're doing so well." And he goes, "Bands, they just find something to fight about." He said, it mm -hmm. makes no sense. You've got the, I mean, your like future is golden, but yet somebody will find a way to screw up the most perfect thing in the world, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You're, I'm just so surprised that of all, because they had to be getting, not, not big egos, but, you know, suddenly mm -hmm. the entire world is paying attention to them overnight. They're mm -hmm. making tons of money. The entire network is hanging their hat on that show. They form an entire NBC, like what was it, Jason? Um, must must, watch, TV. must, must TV. TV. I remember that. They do a whole like like event around them every night and and hang their hat on them. I mean, it just would have taken one person to mess that mm -hmm. up. They didn't. They stuck with it to their credit. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think Chandler was going through some tough times during that. You mm -hmm. know, and you can kind of see his weight fluctuate up and down, and, and I think he was kind of um, open about that later. But he stuck with it, and and it it was so good. And I mean, they have to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars because they did in the long run mm -hmm. syndication and everything. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like a lot of that too, them sticking together was that they became such close friends because of the show. They were nobodies and then they had each other to balance all this fame to talk about it, to talk with one another and how to handle everything and mm -hmm. they became friends throughout that whole thing and they're still friends today, all of them. You're absolutely right cuz look at Sex in the City. Look at mm -hmm. the infighting that was going on there and like the jealousy and whatever. And and you could the media could have so made it Courtney versus you know cuz when this show started, they really expected Courtney Cox to be like the one that was going to come out and be like the, the star, star, star. So when Jennifer Aniston kind of came up, it was a little bit of a surprise. Not that Courtney Cox wasn't a shining star because she was. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Jennifer Aniston became the it girl. Yeah. So there was I think there was a time when almost the media was trying to set up Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox, but they didn't bite. And they, matter of fact, became the best of friends. And it's just so refreshing to see that even in. Even when I was in television, people almost want it to happen where you fight with the other females. And mm -hmm. it's it, you have to make a conscious effort to not let that happen. And they did such a good job. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of them for that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I've seen a bad story where, you know, the media saying, oh, they're fighting, they're bickering. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. I've ever seen that. And they still have fun. They still, still talk about the show fondly where mm -hmm. you know, sometimes people don't want to like. Yes. I'm over that. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to be have anything to do with it anymore. Yeah, that's so true. And they, they, I think they've been very smart. A lot of them with their social media too. Like, do you remember when um, Courtney Cox recently? They were she was moving furniture mm -hmm. and she was moving yeah. the couch to pivot, pivot, pivot. pivot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so they make these little fun like like um, flashbacks to the show, and they don't act like they're above talking about it. They don't yeah. act like 
you know, they they recognize it. They they know what they owe to the show, and they're respectful for it. I think the fans really like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The creators have always said that it was lightning in a bottle when they casted them, and it was it was it took a while for them to cast, but it's lightning in a bottle. And I always think that is such a good analogy because they are best friends. It comes off on TV. It's a legacy show, and they still love each other. So I think that's why it's lasted through so many years and so many different ages of people. Like I met a like a twelve year old girl the other day, and she's wearing a friend's face mask and a friend's t shirt, and she's twelve, <sighs> and she's watching it. And I'm like, okay. Did you take I a picture? No, but I, I know I should have, but I didn't have my cell phone. But um, I told her about our podcast, so if she's listening. Who we just interviewed, he was mm -hmm. a huge, he's a huge friends fan. He had a bar mitzvah with a virtual bar mitzvah with the theme oh. of friends. And, you know, he said he's watched it seven times already and yeah. he's way younger than any of us. Yeah. He's 13. Who would have yeah. known? Who would have right. known back then? I think also a mark of a great show is you cannot imagine anyone else in any one of those roles. Like you simply, your brain refuses to even acknowledge it. And you know, Phoebe wasn't supposed to be Phoebe. There was another girl, and I'm totally blanking on her name. I, th I think it has, her name is Ashley. But um, she was in it and they weren't, like she was the only one they weren't sure about. And so they finally pulled her out kind of at the last minute and put in Phoebe. And then Phoebe, when she got the job, was really insecure for like, I want to say like through the first one, two, even three seasons. And I think it was mm -hmm. Joey that was like talking. He was like, you're doing it. What are you worried about? Mm -hmm. You're doing it. And then she kind of really found her way and hit the, like hit the ground running. But um, it's fascinating to me that Phoebe wasn't almost, she almost wasn't Phoebe. Well, I'm she, I think she's actually my favorite character. Yeah. She's so good. Well, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. You know, some uh, an article saying 15 actors you didn't know who almost started as friends. And Jane Karowski Oh yeah, Jane Krakowski was uh, was almost Krakowski. one. Yeah, Rachel Phoebe, Ellen DeGeneres, Phoebe, uh, Leah Remini, Monica, uh, John Cryer, Chandler, Jane oh, Lynch. No, no, Phoebe. no! Like it's so funny. Like no, no, no. Yeah, yeah you can't imagine? imagine anybody else playing me. Yeah. Did say who was almost Phoebe in there? Uh, yeah, uh, Kathy Griffin was almost Phoebe. Mm -hmm. um, Elizabeth Berkeley almost Rachel. John Favreau almost Chandler. Uh, and John Favreau was in it later. Yes, Monica's boyfriend. Yes, Nancy Monica's boyfriend, the millionaire. Nancy McKeon, McMonica. Mm. Oh my god! Uh, Hank Azaria, Joey, Eric McCormick, and Ross. Dino. Yeah, all uh, these people that they end up guesting. And look, I like all of them, but they're yeah. just not. They're just not the cast. Yeah. yeah. When you when you watch it now, I I, I don't know if you. I have a kind of a nostalgic feel for the nineties. You're looking at the fashion and those things, and oh. I, th I think it's you know it, it's not the best fashion era, but it, <laughs> I still have a little nostalgia for that being twenty something. You know, what? I gotta say, here's the other thing I think that's fascinating about Friends is um, I love Jennifer Aniston's clothing, and when I still watch it today, I still want to imitate some of those outfits. Like, yes, do you remember when she had that USA T-shirt on? Yes, yes, yes. I I literally went and looked for a USA T-shirt like that the other day because I saw the Friends episode that we were doing Friends with Friends, and I was like, I want that. And then she had like a white T-shirt and like a black dress. You remember when she had like the the white collar and the sweater, and then it kind of like. And but I, matter of fact, I got like an Alice and Olivia sweater because it reminded me of that. So. 
I think it's unbelievable that the fashion from that time yeah. can still translate to today. It's like, coming yeah. back. It holds yeah. up. Yeah, it holds 90s, up. 90s fashion. Sure. And I remember everybody was watching because um, Monica and Jennifer Aniston, um, Monica and, and Rachel, were wearing the tight, tight, tight T-shirts. And everybody was talking about their weight and how skinny they were and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember really feeling sorry for them, too, because, again, everybody's looking at what they're eating, what their weight is, you know, and I know that had to be, and, and Jennifer mm -hmm. Aniston, her hair was always the thing. And I remember she, she, when she did an interview for extra, she mm -hmm. came in, she was really cute about it. She wasn't, but she came in and she was like, no hair. No, we're not talking about the hair. Like she really, <laughs> at some point, no pun intended, had to get out from underneath the hair. Right. That's all anybody wanted to talk about. So we have another little uh, part of our friends with friends, uh, franchise going on where we have a friends with friends watch parties on Saturday, the next two Saturday nights tonight at eight to 10 uh, Pacific time. If you're in Los Angeles, you can watch mm -hmm. it on channel five, but it's also a uh, live conversation streaming on Facebook, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, right? Yes. And um, my personal favorite of, of these is Sam in his natural habitat. Because I love Sam. You guys, my favorite stories that we do on KTLA are Sam in his hotel room, Sam, at the, you know, when he's at the Oscars getting ready, Sam in his robe, Sam in his PJs. I love seeing Sam drinking his little, did you guys see him drinking his little juice out of the straw? Like the kid's juice. Like it was like Hawaiian punch, Jackie, right? Or Capri Sun? Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's like Sam. Yeah, he had a whole pack of Hawaiian punch. It is natural habitat. And by the way, we're going to be eating Shakey's pizza. So he's already so happy. He's been tweeting, like texting me all about it. Cause he's excited. Oh my goodness. Potatoes and pizza. He's excited about. Yeah. So it's, oh it's so fun. It really yeah. is friends with friends. It's friends, all, all, all mm -hmm. of us and some of our other colleagues sitting around watching TV, watching friends and talking about it. So it's been a great thing. And you guys will be Jackie, you and uh, Daniel will be on tonight and next Saturday night. Yes. Yes. Yay! Yes. And we'll be on KTLA or KTLA's uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages, right? Yes. We will not Facebook. be drinking Stella Rosa wine, though. Well, <laughs> hit, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking grape juice, Jason. Okay. Me great. too. It's, just older. it's a little older than normal grape juice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Aged grape juice. It's just, yeah. Well, uh -huh. There you go. Right, I'm well, excited. Dana, it's, it's a really good time. I think everybody should join us. It yeah. is. So, Dana, thank you Bye. for regaling us with uh, tales of uh, yeah. your friend's experience. Um, coming up on the next episode of Friends, we learn a lot about uh, Joey. We'll talk a lot about his character development in the one with the boobies. <laughs> I hate saying that. It's good. It's so good. I love it. Thank you guys. It was so much thank fun. Dana, yes, thank you for for regaling us with the with the stories. I love these stories because I don't know if we'll ever, or I'm hoping we'll be able to meet them in person. But no, 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 no. Apparently, you're right in tune with the universe right now. Yes, so yeah. it's going to happen. Uh, whatever you say is happening. So I'd do lottery. I yes. do promotion. <laughs> I would do. Oh, you forgot the universe. It's happening. So just yes, I'm going to find yeah. a boyfriend this year. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe on wherever you get your podcast and give us five stars and leave us a nice review.